Welcome to Journey Under 30, a roadmap drawn in discovery. I'm Colin Parker. And I'm Alex Taylor. And Alex, what is this podcast about? So this is our podcast all about us doing what we can do to be named in a future Forbes 30 Under 30. Alex. Nope. Oh, that's on the script. That's my bad. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> we always have a we have an outline that we go with just to make sure we know where we are to keep us on track. Alex, tell me about your last couple of weeks here. Last couple of weeks, I've been keeping busy working on new music stuff, working mm-hmm. on stuff for the scavengers. Um, we have a program, a show called Accountability, been working on the music for that. Um, one of our members, Graham Thompson, has a show called Anime, um, The Anime Book Club, and I've been working on music for that. Also working on a chiptune project, and I'm also working on a, new, on a new noise project. So yeah, how about you? Man, that's crazy. You got a lot of stuff going on. Um, I have been somewhat busy as well. Had a, quite a few uh, gigs for work. Nice. Um, running, uh, uh, like directing some jobs, some video yeah, filming like jobs. commercial, right? Actually, yes. Uh, thank you for bringing that up. I actually completely had forgotten about that somehow. Uh, I did do an assistant directing job for a commercial that's, uh, so you know how like Doritos has like a, uh, like a competition to see who, what ad they'll run for the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. We're sort of doing something like that, but for ocean spray. So we're doing an ocean spray ad and, um, it's been fun. You know, it was a little bit of a challenge at times, uh, you know, because I was working with a film team and an editor and everything like that, that we are film people. Like we, we, you know, we're film students and film minors and stuff like that. And some of the people who are on the team that were making some executive decisions don't, they don't understand um, how music affects mood for mm-hmm. scenes and films. So we had picked a great song and literally edited everything to the edited everything to the timing and everything like that of the song. And then they were like, yeah, we don't like that song. And we were like, we asked you what song you wanted to use like about 20 times. And you never gave us an answer and just told us that you didn't care. And they, now you care now that we're done. And so it was kind of a weird battle, but you know, we, we finally figured it out. We found a a good compromise, um, did a very like minor adjustment to the edit and it turned out really well. Nice. Um, on the other side of that, uh, I've been working on getting some stuff done for the network. Uh, so on the day that we're recording this, Alex, mm-hmm. it is a Sunday. Uh, I'm hoping that either tomorrow or maybe the day that this episode comes out, yeah. I'm going to be getting us a bank account. Nice. Um, because we just finally got our IRS number and Sweet. our employee identification numbers and stuff like that. Nice. So we've got all the paperwork we need now officially. We're official. Um, we're like, I mean, we were officially a company before, but we have... Um, just more paperwork at this point. Yeah, now there are actual legal ramifications for things. Pretty much, actually. Like at this yeah. point, like there are actual things that we could get in trouble for uh, if we don't Great. do them, sort of thing. So, responsibility, right? Um, and the last thing that I guess I'll bring up is the fact that I'm on spring break now. Woo! Um, so, you know, right. I've. So, real quick, Alex, I'm going to tell Uh-oh. the story of how we got to today's episode. Um, so, you and I have been talking about what sort of thing we wanted to talk about on this episode. Mm-hmm. And we had come up with this really great plan and I'm not going to say what it was. But then I forgot. Right. As <laughs> I, I forgot about that part. Um, but I won't say what it was just yet because we're probably going to use that for the next time that we record yeah. for this podcast. Wink. Uh, wink. Uh, but no, so basically um, we had this whole thing planned out and I'd done all this research and then the last couple of weeks have also had some really weird stuff in it. Right. Um, relating to school, uh, for me. And so I contacted, you know, I said, 
would you be okay if I kind of threw a monkey wrench into the mix and said, forget everything that we've already worked on, let's do something totally different. And you were super cool with doing that, so I thank you. Well, in my defense, the thing that we had initially planned, I was going to throw a monkey wrench into it anyway, which is exactly what we're doing right now. Right. So thank you for being flexible, Colin. Sure, absolutely. Um, and in episode five, right, we had a question from uh, one of my old friends from the music retailer that I used to work at. Um, Dustin wrote in and asked about burnout and asked about how we battle that sort of thing. And got the high scores. Exactly. I love that game. Burnout, yeah. burnout, Parad- burnout three, I think. Burnout three. Yep. Um, that's where you have to get all those orbs and stuff. Right. And it's, yeah, that's it's the one like, where like you have that crash mode where you have like the traffic going and you drive yes, right into yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's burnout yes. takedown. Um, uh, and so the thing is, that I think we had some really great answers on that, but burnout has become recently a bigger topic for us, I think, mm-hmm. in our private conversations. Certainly. Like in our conversations to one another about just life in general and stuff. Yeah. Um, so I felt like today might be a good time to talk about our journeys of where we are outside of the podcast, obviously, and when we have felt those moments of burnout, whether it's currently or in the past, uh, or maybe for starting to feel like it's you know about to come up or something like that. Yes, and um, may, and maybe in addition, things that can also contribute to that as well, or maybe right. help lessen the impact of it. Exactly. Yes. Um, so uh, why don't you go first though? Because this was something that you kind of already had done some research on. Sure. So, um, so with regards to burnout, something that can either really help or hinder is a routine. Sometimes, if you're already burnt out by something and you have a set routine, then that can art. Just having the expectation of going through constant stress and burnout, burnout, burnout can only make things worse. Other times, it can really, it can really help. So, I'm going to break this down into a couple different sections. So, we have a sleep schedule, scavenger stuff, and adjusting. So, with regards to sleep schedule, um, this is more of a more of a help thing as opposed to a hinder. So. Um, lately, well, my regular sleep schedule has been between the times of midnight and 2 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, because that's where I live. And then up between like 6 and 10, daylight savings time didn't really help at all. But, you know, I'm waking up around like noon. Well, maybe not noon, but without much effort. Mm. Um, but surprise, surprise, this isn't the worst sleep schedule I've ever had. So the worst I probably had was when I was getting up at, waking up at 3 p.m., staying up until 9 a.m. So... This was kind of a weird time in my life. My mom was in the later stages of ALS, and the only time we had caretakers over was from, if you want to guess, 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. So that was really the only time I could sleep, and I didn't want to sleep during the night when nobody was around because, well, what if she needed help? Um, Now it's partly just because my schedule is a little all over the place with, um, I've mentioned before, I do live sound and stage managing at a college. Work can vary. Sometimes it's early events. Sometimes it's all-day events. Sometimes it's evening events. Um, and then I also teach in the evenings and then I just tend to stay up later when I get home or have busy days and I just want to get more stuff done. Um, but you know, I've tried to be, have a more consistent time, but I guess I haven't been super successful just because my schedule doesn't really allow for it, but I guess it's okay. Right. So I guess going more on to more scavenger stuff. So a lot of this, so I guess with like, if you were to like draw an org chart with the scavengers right now, I guess like under me, it would be a little bit more of like the video side of stuff, but a lot of with what it takes to get this stuff done is dependent on other stuff going on. But you know, if I'm lucky, I can get some pre-editing in early in the week and then spend a few days before getting major edits done before uploading YouTube. But you know, these past couple weeks have been kind of tough because, you know, I was, I've been working a lot with up at Towson and not getting home until later. 
and I've been trying to set up a routine for getting other people involved with editing and such, so it's not just on one person, but it's tough when other people have other responsibilities as well, you know? Right. That is something that um, definitely is something that I had also sort of dealt with with mm-hmm. scavenger stuff. Yeah. Um, when we first started off, uh, I, I knew, obviously, when videos were coming out, uh, but I didn't always know how long certain edits would take. And there were videos yeah. where I thought, well, this is going to be an easy edit. It's not going to be that bad. And then for whatever reason, it actually took me like two to three times longer than it should have. Yeah. Um, whether that maybe that was because I was tired and I wasn't making smart decisions or I would edit something and then go, wait, did I accidentally just cut something that I meant to leave? You know, so I wasn't always organized. And I know that um, someone had once gotten on my on my ca- uh, on my case basically to, to make a bigger or better schedule for myself, uh, even just for scavenger stuff. Yeah. Um, and it's very it's very difficult when, you know, there is not a set schedule necessarily for working on things. Mm-hmm. Uh, it definitely can kind of really throw you for a loop. Definitely. Well, especially when you are used to not having a schedule and just kind of doing things as is, and all of a sudden mm-hmm. a schedule is like inserted. It's like, oh, wait, well, crap. No, I'm actually, I need to release according to this kind of thing. So yes, absolutely. kind of losing either way, but you know, that's okay. Um, and I guess... I guess, so the last thing I wanted to talk about was adjusting. So in general, I'm finding that things tend to go in waves, but that's okay because as long as things get picked up, then, you know, you're still getting everything done. Um, you know, I wish I could practice for three three hours or more a day, but there are times when that just doesn't happen because of work, teaching, and life. Um, I used to, and still do, get scared of falling out of routine. You know, I would bury myself deeper into something that I was doing with the hope that I could get through it and keep going. But, you know, that's just kind of setting yourself up for burning out, which then kind of defeats the point. Right. So I guess as an example, so my last year of college was pretty much the definition of burying myself deeper, hoping I would keep going and burnout. So my dad had passed away before the year had started. My mom was diagnosed with ALS at the end of the fall semester. All the while I was preparing for a senior recital, trying to get through school, the whole thing. And I hoped that if I kept going and persevered, I would get through it, but that's kind of like thinking if I stay in bed all day, then hopefully it'll be night again. Like I was going to get through no matter what, and night is going to come eventually, mm-hmm. but there were much healthier ways I could have gotten through it. Like it's, it's taken me a long time to even get back into what I was starting just because like I built up so many negative associations with it and it's taken me even longer to get over the spite I felt towards people that I felt weren't carrying their weight. And I'm not even sure if I've still even gotten through it. So in short, finally, we're here at the TLDR buried myself deeper and just pushed through but there were healthy ways to go about doing it and now i understand that things get in the way you know it's okay if not everything gets done in this gets the same amount of attention all the time you know things go through cycles and it's okay if attention does too yes so um i i totally feel that um you and i had a conversation before we did the episode yeah about different um series that we work on and the sort of like the phases in which there's suddenly an influx of viewers and then when all of a sudden you're like it, it yeah it's like tumbleweeds are yeah. passing by it's very strange and there is no what's weird about it is there really isn't a pattern to it yeah. which is the one thing that's strange mm-hmm. it's just like cuz there are times where i've been like okay well this works so then it'll work here, and then it doesn't and you're it's, like, it's yeah exactly it's like what in the world's happening um so to sort of you know then tie some some other stuff yeah. in here right it's not a surprise, I think, to anybody who listens to the show, right, mm-hmm. that I am in college, right? Yeah. Uh, we've been talking about this for a while. This is my last semester, which is a great feeling. Yeah. Um, I I will say, um, we were talking just the other day about 
a former teacher of mine, Colin O'Brien, uh, who listens to the show. Hey, thanks for listening. Hello. Uh, he one time was writing a letter of recommendation for me. And uh, this was back when I was 25, but like I was going to be 26 at the time for this thing. Mm -hmm. So he was like, he wrote this thing that said, I realized that a 26 year old college senior sounds like the punchline to a Chris Farley joke, but mm -hmm. right. And of course his wife then told him, you cannot send that in. You need to edit this <laughs> to this day though. I still think it's one of the funniest things I've ever heard, but it's very true. Right. Yeah. Um, I understand that my life path hasn't always made sense to everybody, uh, and I know that it isn't exactly a perfect path, uh, but it has been... I, I do think that this is for the best. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I understand that certain bits of my life got a later start than other people's have. That's okay. But I would not have gone to Loyola University New Orleans when I was 18. Yeah. And if I hadn't, I, you and I certainly would not be sitting here right now. Like everything has led up to where we are in yeah. this moment. And it is interesting sometimes seeing where the timeline splits, right? Um, of like this is like this is the timeline that was supposed to happen, and then now we're on the timeline that God forgot, or vice versa. You God know. abandoned this one. Right. Well, and something kind of a weird thought I've had is so I around the time that for me when stuff started to go like kind of shit coming up i that's not really a metaphor whatever you, you know what i mean like i had this thought like this this isn't the right timeline mm -hmm. like this is yeah. this is wrong and like yes. it's but it in another way it's kind of like if i mean this might be my maybe not so much religious background but I don't know if like saying, well, and this, this isn't necessarily what you were saying, but this is kind of like what I thought of were like, it's interesting to see how things diverge and like meet and like maybe things happen for a reason, but maybe even if things had gone differently, it would still be a similar kind of, people would still find meaning even if things had gone a different right. way. I agree. Um, and yeah, you know, it's, it's tough. I mean, I, I definitely think that things happen for a reason, yeah. um, but every now and then there are things that feel like it just happened for the reason of just sort of the world being cruel, you know? Yeah. But the thing is that when you're looking at your life and you're looking at how things go and you're thinking about things like burnout and stuff like that, you get to this point where this is using now a term that I learned in a college course, right? Um, shout out to Dr. Reed. You're awesome. I know you also listen to the show, so hello. Hello. Um, but entropy happens at times when you're not innovating, when you're not kind of uh, staying on top of things mm -hmm. in the right way. Yeah. Um, it's basically like the lack of order um, and it's like the, that, that gradual decline into disorganization and just uh, like degradation. Um, deterioration actually probably is the better way of, of describing it. Yeah. Kind of like a collapse of everything. Mm -hmm. And I think that entropy in that sense is very, very much linked to burnout. Yeah, um, definitely. And burnout is a thing that I've been feeling actually pretty heavily recently. Um, <clears throat> not for scavenger stuff, but honestly for college things, because I'm getting close to the end of my uh, my time there. Yeah. But with the exception of like a couple of weeks here and there, for example, this week, right, with spring break, I've only had a few actual breaks. But since I went back to school, I have had almost no time off Yeah. Um, because I've and I've had to take like 20 credits per semester and stuff yeah. like that in order to graduate on time. So I'm just like always working on stuff. And um, there are times where I kind of felt bad about that because it's gotten in the way of a lot of things for me, um, a lot of personal things that I wanted to kind of 
pursue or uh, or follow up on more stuff like that, or like just relationships with with uh, so many people around me. Yeah, college has gotten in the way of that, especially being long distance. Yeah. with many close friends. Yeah, of course. Um, but the thing is, is that then now I'm in this phase where the burnout actually comes from I'm working on things and having to work all the time, but on things that I that aren't necessarily now related to what I want to be doing. Yeah. Um, and so I'm in a class where it's like, I want to get a good grade in it, but it's just, it's so far off point of what I want to be working on right now. And so there's no real desire to do that stuff. And I can feel how, I can feel how rough it is, right? Yeah. Because of the fact that I had to work on a portion of a paper. There's a group paper that I'm working on. It's 10 pages. Everybody has to do uh, one and a half pages in the group. All I had to write was one and a half pages, and that took me forever, and I could not get myself to do it. Yeah, because I was just so not there. Yeah, well, and it's it's tough when like you you have an obligation, mm -hmm. and the more you push into it, the more it pushes back. Mm -hmm. So like with my senior recital, like I knew I needed to do it, and I knew that if I put it off more than it would always just keep looming. But the more I pushed into it, the more I dug in, the more I just tried to get it done. It was just like, it just kept pushing back. Right. So. There's a really great book called The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. Um, if you haven't read it, I would strongly suggest that you Check do. Uh, it is a fantastic book that is all about um, basically the, the biggest enemy of art or whatever your craft is, mm -hmm. is pretty much the internal you that fights against it is the resistance is the, uh, the internal struggle to kind of keep going. But the thing is that there's also a lot of really great things in there about making sure that you're not pushing too hard, that you are saying, um, okay, I, I'm going to write a book, right? And just like as if you would go to a nine to five job sort of thing, you set a schedule for when you're going to go in, when you're going to do research, when you're going to write. And even if you think you're on a roll, just leave, a, leave yourself a little bit of notes or whatever to, to kind of help you get back to where you were the next day, but then you stop when, it, when it's time, you know? And you yeah. go, that's it. I, I basically like pencils down, walk away. Um, and so um, I, I think that uh, the last thing I'll say about burnout before we start talking about kind of how to combat it, mm -hmm. right, is that burnout I don't think is something that people need to feel bad about. Um, many artists and honestly even just workers in general feel burnout, whether uh, whether it's in an accounting firm or whether you're a uh you know, canvas painter, like someone who paints on canvas, you know, like oil paintings. Everyone's going to have those moments where they either have worked too hard or there just doesn't seem to be any inspiration or innovation left. And you feel those moments and it feels almost like a failure. Yeah. Um, and it's hard to fight back against that feeling. But there, I don't think there's really any shame in feeling the burnout because mm -hmm. to a certain extent, I, I almost feel like that means that you're, you did something right, right? Like, you know, you worked so hard on something that you felt strongly about that now you're like, I need to take a step back. Yeah, you care about it enough that you feel like the amount of effort that you're putting in is not enough. Right, right. I will say, so this is, this might be a little nitpicky. So you'd mentioned that like, whether it's like at, uh, someone in an accounting firm or a painter, that doesn't necessarily mean they're like the, the person at the accounting firm can't be a painter, but that's just... Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I, I, just, I meant more of like the different, like... No matter what your medium is, yeah, 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 you're going yeah, 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 to no, feel no, that. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
So uh, why don't we talk a little bit about what people can do to battle burnout. Burnout is a hard thing to deal with, Uh but there are so many ways that you can battle that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which we'll find out after this break. Our first ad this week is for Blank History Month. Don't know much about history? Neither does Tristan Miller. Fortunately, he has Blank History Month, where every Wednesday, Melissa Melly brings him and you exciting true tales, including and beyond what you read in those boring old history textbooks, with a healthy helping of humor sprinkled in. Find Blank History Month on Stitcher, iTunes, Potable, and most other podcatchers every Wednesday. So our next ad is from Double Issue. Double Issue is a weekly podcast about a superhero fiction universe written by Quentin Pongratz, I I believe, P-O-N-G-R-A-T-Z, and Daniel Poole. Alternating between short stories and world-building episodes, Double Issue creates an expansive world for listeners to explore every Thursday. You can find them at doubleissue.show, iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, and anywhere podcasts live. Um, and also, real quick, as a very fast reminder, Stack Like Pancakes, our, our good friends, uh, Kellen McKay was just on the last episode. Uh, they are still running their fun drive for their latest album, Strange Creatures. Uh, and so if you want to basically pre-order the album, see yep. what the whole thing is about, uh, pre-orders for the album start just at $10, and they can be fine. Nope. They can be fun. And they can be found at smarturl.it backslash Strange Creatures, and the S and C are both capitalized. And every little bit helps. I mean, I just pitched in my 10 bucks, and it's, you know, every every little bit makes a big difference. Absolutely. And um, just as a kind of real quick mm-hmm. uh, reminder of something that we had spoken about last week and something that they talk about now all the time is that in today's modern society, really record deals aren't all they're cracked up to be anymore. Like, they are actually sometimes, honestly, worse than not having a record deal. Yeah. So to a certain extent, we the people are their record label. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that they're bringing us better packages than these other companies would have anyway. Yeah. So please make sure you go check them out. Um, listen to the the single Hollow from the album. Uh, they got a lot of really great stuff going on. And as a backer, you get access to a lot of really cool behind-the-scenes stuff. Yeah. One more time, that is smarturl.it backslash strange creatures. And uh, now I think we're probably pretty safe to go back to the show. I don't know. What do you think? I guess. Is there like a transition for that? I think the transition will just be the music. And we're back in. And we're back. And we're back. Jennifer, you are safe. America has voted. Please step to the side. Okay. Huh? Uh, I don't know. We were we were trying to go for some sort of weird, like, you know when like people have to vote in on people? On I was the, just doing, like, the movie phone, like, and we're back kind of thing. I, but, I mean, I if you just want to, like, step all over, like, my bit, I mean... That, well, you didn't tell me you had a bit. It's not the first time that's happened. You didn't tell me you had a bit. Uh, so, yeah, why don't we start talking about some things that we can do to battle burnout? Everything I do is a bit. My whole life is a bit. <laughs> all right. All right. So, battling burnout. So, I guess one thing, well, I had mentioned... Having a routine, but like, as I had also mentioned, like it can both hinder and it can help. Mm-hmm. So I guess it, if you find that a routine is causing more burnout than it is alleviating, maybe 
change it. I don't know. So last year I tried to hold myself to just doing like a two day kind of evaluation. Like, okay, so these two days I'm going to do this next two days I'm going to evaluate and then go from there. But that would, I would end up just like redoing what I was doing so much or like kind of rethinking my, like my trajectory so much that I ended up just kind of going in a circle. So it's, I guess it'd be more of an example where it can hinder as opposed to help. But I mean, if you need to change, then change, right? Mm -hmm. No, I feel that. Um, So there's a lot of, I think, um, important ways that you can kind of battle burnout, whether it's something that is to keep it from happening or once it's already happening. Um, I think that, I think a lot of signs, right, that burnout is happening, right? Mm -hmm. Things like uh, physical or emotional exhaustion, Mm -hmm. uh, a sort of cynical approach to things Mm -hmm. and think, and kind of having almost this like detached idea of what's happening around you almost. Um, And basically feeling as if everything you do is ineffective or there's no sense of, uh, of accomplishment, even if you are doing incredible things. Um, and so, you know, for me, a lot of the things that happens when I have started to feel the burnout, um, is, you know, some of that fatigue also, uh, insomnia, it becomes a huge issue for me. Mm -hmm. Um, when I've been okay, my sleeping schedule is normal. And I've been trying to stick to a sleeping schedule, right? Something that yeah. we talked about in the beginning of the episode, right? Uh, I get up at 7 a.m. every day no matter what. And now I can't fall asleep early, but I can't sleep in no matter how much I try. So I'm having issues with that. No. <laughs> um, so, you know, the thing is that there's 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 all sorts of issues that can arise. I mean, like there's, there's all sorts of different signs of burnout, right? Which you can easily Google and yeah, say, yeah, yeah. you know, what are, what are some of the signs that I have an issue, right? Um, but I think that uh, one of the good ways to think about how you can fix burnout is to look at like kind of almost what can cause it. Yeah. Um, and then say like, how can I adjust that? Right. Mm-hmm. So this is sort of piggybacking off of your idea here. Um, uh, I think one of the biggest things for me that causes burnout is a lack of control. Mm-hmm. Um, Certainly. not that I have to be in control of everything, but I strongly dislike when everything gets taken out of my hands. Yeah. Um, it doesn't necessarily need to be that it's only my decision to make, mm-hmm. but you know, if I'm at the table, I want to make sure that everyone gets an equal say. Yep. Not just me, or not just the guy next to me, or the you know, woman at the end of the table, whatever. But then I guess another thing we talked about is burnout can also is not necessarily a bad. Well, it is a bad thing, it's but a it's a bad thing. But the reason isn't always bad yeah because then it just shows that you are passionate about what you do and you care about what you're doing mm-hmm. whether that's like you even whether you hate your job well i guess if you hate your job and you, don't, and you just don't care about what you're doing but then you care about the work you're putting in right 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 and that's definitely a thing because like the thing is that you're feeling burnout because you're no longer feeling that passion mm-hmm. and so now you're like i need to make a change on that yeah making a change is a huge aspect i think of this whole process um you know, when you're sitting in a job and it's a dysfunctional workplace, mm-hmm. you, you know, like that's a, a thing where it's like maybe there's an office bully or something like that. Or, you know, for instance, like if you have a boss that just for some reason never likes you, mm-hmm. that's just a dangerous mix. And it's like you got to get out of there because that's going to, that's going to come back at you, you yeah. know, like, or it's going to haunt you in a, to a certain extent. Um, you know, I think we've talked about it before on this show, but, having your values aligned with the people that you work with 
and the company that you work for mm-hmm. is also big. I also know that the job world is not super easy to navigate right now. Yeah. But sometimes you just have to change jobs or change careers because you don't believe in the things that are happening around you. And like that's going to make because that's the thing. You can have so many accomplishments in that workplace, but if you don't agree with the things that they are accomplishing, you're gonna feel like there is no accomplishment. It's gonna yeah. feel like garbage. Yeah. Um and then um the last thing I, I I'd say I think are kind of two big things that people need to adjust frequently when it comes to burnout mm-hmm. is uh kind of like the the lack of support. Yeah. Or maybe more of like a work to life balance. Um, the work to life balance is hard, dude. I mean, like we were already talking about it before the episodes, or not before the episode, before the ad break. Yeah. But that thing of you know relationships with anybody can be strained if you're just always working, and it's hard for me, honestly, sometimes to to work on that because, yeah. especially now um, with all of the things that have happened in my life recently, it's just pushed me further and further into, well, the only thing that I can seem to have control over or the only thing that seems to be working out for me is the scavengers network. Yeah. And so I just kind of hit it harder and harder. Uh, and it could potentially get in the way of other relationships. I think it was something that's also very interesting about this whole topic is yeah. that you and I aren't feeling burnt out by this podcast, right? This podcast... Well, Okay, well, <laughs> all right, rude. No, but, uh, you know, we're not feeling burnt out by this podcast. Like, this yeah. podcast is uh, one of the few things I think kind of keeps us sane, gives us an yeah. outlet for things. Yeah. But I think it's also a thing where you can tell... You can tell where we're at. You you can tell, like, I guess going episode to episode to episode, like, there's kind of a progression there, mm-hmm. right? Like, it... I guess like when we first started, like I was kind of like, I don't know what I'm doing, but now it's like, okay, I guess I have more like an idea of what I'm doing now. And I think it's a similar thing for you where like you had an idea of like what you wanted to do, but now it's just becoming even more concrete. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, this, this podcast I think is a great way for us to battle some of those emotions of like the other sides of life starting to feel too much. Yeah. Um, And so deciding to make a change is is hard it right is. and and figuring out how to make that change is even harder something that we've talked about a few times on the show is things like delegation um and also using uh some of that knowledge from the book good to great i don't know if i've ever talked about it on the show or if it's only been off the show but there's a really great book called good to great mm-hmm. and it takes a look at all these companies that uh have that really just one day just something clicked and they just took off. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of them aren't necessarily around anymore, even though they had some really great years. But some of these companies are companies that probably could have failed a long time ago and are only here today because of these major changes. Yeah. Um, and so the, the one of the biggest points about that book, though, or one of the biggest points in that book is having the right people on the bus, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I don't remember what episode it was, but you and I talked about how art is not a one-person job. Yeah. Art is a, you know, I mean, even with this show, it's not just you and me who who really work on this show. I mean, like, we're the two main structures, but there's so much more that happens past us. Like, for instance, Bill Hinderman. Mm-hmm. Without Bill, we wouldn't be ho- we wouldn't have a place to host our podcast right yeah. now. Um, and then even if we then had to take it somewhere else, 
whoever works there, they would be someone, right? So there's always all these interconnecting stories. Yeah. I don't know how everyone out there normally battles burnout, right? But some of the, the some of these first things that we've talked about are more of the, for lack of a better term, professional ways of addressing things, making changes, whether that's your physical location, um, whether that's changing who you work with or anything like that. But there's also like smaller things that you can do for yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Um, something that I think is big is asking yourself frequently, like, how, right? Like, how will you do this? Because sometimes you, when you start to feel burnt out, you're like, I can't do this. And you don't know how to actually get it done. Right. But if you say, I, I can do this, but like, I just have to figure out how. So how will I do this? Yeah. Um, and so by asking yourself how, I think you can start finding little bits and pieces on as to how you can fix these things, mm-hmm. such as sort of making some changes to habits, right? We've talked about this before on the show as well. I've made a huge amount of changes to my habits, whether it's my eating habits, which I've done. I mean, like, you know, uh, since the beginning of 2018, I've lost almost tw- uh, 20 pounds. Mm-hmm. And that is a huge thing for me because I'm starting to feel a little bit more confident in myself as a person. And that has then helped other aspects of things, such as when I get to talk about our network, I feel more confident as a person because I don't feel self-conscious about how I look anymore or as much. So I'm thinking less on like, how are people perceiving me? And I can just talk. Um, Changing habits like sleep habits, right? That we've talked about now. Um, Getting kind of into some sort of schedule. Um, another big thing is breaking your achievements into increments or breaking, breaking down your goals into smaller bits and pieces. Uh, this is something that Zach foot and I have talked about a lot recently. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think it's something that's kind of big for accountability as well, right? Is okay. Here's this huge goal that I have Mm -hmm. up here. What are the smaller like rungs that like when I get to that rung, that'll be a point in which I, uh, celebrate. Yeah. Um, and so kind of breaking these things into smaller wins, maybe giving yourself a little treat kind of thing. Um, it just sort of makes the whole trip seem more worth it. Yeah. Definitely. Um, because especially when you have a big goal and it's like, let's say three to five years, you're not going to feel any sort form of accomplishment for three to five years. So, you know, you got to make sure that you're feeling those bits of accomplishment so that you can feel encouraged to move on. Yeah. I mean, I guess to go back to, to, to go into like the college experience, mm-hmm. like while the eventual goal may be getting that degree, like you still find incremental progress, whether it's through like completing a big project, getting through a class, getting through a whole semester. So it's, yeah, I agree. <laughs> Another important message about burnout is to just make sure that you don't give up, right? Yeah. Uh, battling burnout is difficult. And when I say don't give up, I don't necessarily just mean don't give up on what you're working on necessarily. Like, again, it's, it's fine to, it's fine to know when to push through and it's fine to know when you need to take a step back. Um, but when I say don't give up, I mean, don't give up on your goals just because you're feeling that burnout. It's okay. It's healthy. It's fine. It's normal. Take your moment, take your time. Uh, something that I'll never forget is Colin O'Brien, not to bring him up again, but hey, uh, he one time, you know, when I was going through some pretty rough stuff in life, he turned to me and said, what you're feeling is valid and it's okay that you feel this way. I'm going to give you a day to have your moment to grieve, to do whatever, right? To, to, to feel sad, to feel burdened or whatever. But then tomorrow when we wake up, 
we're getting back to work. And even though I sort of really needed more than just one day, the fact that someone was like, we're going to start working again tomorrow, even if it was just a small amount, like we're, we're going to, we're going to get back into a routine starting tomorrow. It helped keep me accountable, but it yeah. also helped me realize that there's someone out there who has my back and knowing that you can just like that one hardship doesn't mean it's time to throw everything away. Yep. Yeah. Um, and it can very easily feel like it's time to give up on things. I think especially when you're in a creative outlet, yeah. um, when you're doing creative works, it is, I think, even worse because we are our toughest critics. And then outside of that, you're having, if you're not having successes outside of your own ideals and stuff like that as well, then it just feels like, well, no one cares. And it's yeah. it's hard. It is hard. Um, but getting that outside opinion is, I think, also crucial, right? Yeah. You and I have talked many times about are we on the right path? Are we doing the right stuff? Mm -hmm. But yesterday or the day before we recorded this, uh, I sat down with, I guess I was standing. I shouldn't say sit down, but you get my point. Do I? I was talking with somebody who had never met me, didn't know what it was that I do. And we had a conversation about the network and about the different things that we do. And we had like a 20 minute long conversation and he was all about all the stuff that we do and asked so many questions and was just like, you are clearly doing some cool stuff. Like, keep it up. Like, you're on the right path. And mm -hmm. it's so clear that you're passionate about this. Keep it up. And that was so crucial to me because not that your words aren't great, but it's also that thing of like when you continuously go to the same people and you hear them all the time say you're doing great. Yeah. Eventually you go, Am I? Am I? Or like, or like, you know, it, it's you get used to a certain to hearing it from certain people and then it starts to lose its weight. Yes. Um, and so, but also it's that thing of um, having someone who's never heard about your thing and have them go, oh, I'm also excited about this now mm -hmm. is cool because then you know that there's no reason that they would lie to you about it. Mm -hmm. You know? So I think that's another well, great thing. I mean, there's no real reason to lie about something. Like you could be like, oh, that's cool. I mean, not my thing, but good yeah. luck. Right, but like to have someone be like gushing about the the work that you do is like oh, okay, oh, cool. yeah. I mean, I there's yeah. I mean, there's definitely a difference between like saying oh yeah, that's cool, and then not really caring, and then like okay, gushing, yeah, that makes sense. Right. All right. Well, um, I think that's a pretty good spot to leave it. What do you What do you say? I think so as well. So be sure to check out our other shows here on the Scavengers Network, such as Culture Shock, our news, reviews, and interviews video series about the arts world. Or if you're looking for more podcasts, or if you're looking for more podcasts, try out our other great shows on the network like EQ&A. You can find the video series that we've mentioned and others on our YouTube, or you can find our podcast wherever you choose to listen to shows. Uh, and if you want to find me, you'll find me on Twitter at Colin M. Parker. And you can find me on Twitter at A-T-A-Y-L-0 or... French at music, not the at sign, literally just AT. And you can find both of us at Scavengers Net. Our next episode is coming to you on April 10th. So thank you so much for joining us here on Journey Under 30. Once again, I'm Colin Parker. And I'm Alex Taylor. And I'll see you on the Forbes listings. And I'll burn out in my dreams.